And now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with Chris Young, political commentator. The following program is a personal view program. Dear friends, today is the 2016 Legislative Council election day. More than 3.7 million voters can cast the votes for members of the league's legislature. We will know who are the winners and losers when every vote is counted and results are announced tomorrow. The electoral election is an opportunity every four years for voters like us to have our say on who should represent us in the legislature. Given the fact that we still do not have a full democracy with all electoral seats being returned by one person, one vote, we should look forward to casting our votes with hope and excitement. But perhaps like you and many fellow Hong Kongers, I have to admit it is easier to get fun, present surprises and something positive from playing Pokemon Go than from watching the election game. The past few months of election campaigning have been flooded with negatives. Watching the election forums held by TV and radio stations is a big test of your patience and tolerance. The quality of debate on political and policy issues was mostly lackluster, if not poor. Worse, a lot of candidates were more interested in beating their rifles by the loudness of their voices than the quality of their argument. In terms of quantity, there are quite a lot of names on the ballot papers for you to choose. But when it comes to quality, voters can hardly feel excited because of the lack of real choices available. They can be pardoned for feeling a lack of incentive in coming out to vote. Equally, if not even more damaging, is that more questions have now been raised about whether elections in Hong Kong are fair open and clean as they have always been since they were introduced more than 30 years ago. This year's electoral election has a bad start two days before the nomination period kick off. The Electoral Affairs Commission dictates a new requirement for people to sign a so-called anti-independence confirmation note together with their nomination paper. Six people, including Edward Langting K of the Hong Kong Indigenous, were disqualified from standing for the election. They were accused of promoting independence, which was deemed unconstitutional by the mainland and Hong Kong governments. The unprecedented denial of the right of people to stand for election has sparked fears about political vetting of candidates by returning officers who are senior-ranking civil servants. Worse, the apparent double standards of returning officers in their assessments of the deeds and words of candidates on their pro-independence stance have raised serious questions about their even-handedness, or the lack of it, in overseeing the election. Hong Kong does not yet have a full democracy, but elections in Hong Kong have won praise as being fair, open and clean. This can be attributed to a long-established system that features an independent election watchdog, namely the Electoral Affairs Commission, 
a fleet of professional and politically neutral civil servants, and a set of clear and fair election rules on matters such as election expenses and voter registration. In addition to a rule of law system and an independent judiciary, an independent media has played an important part in monitoring the wrongdoings in the electoral process. Apart from the confirmation no controversy, there are more cases of irregularities and controversies relating to this year's electoral election that have raised doubts about its fairness and honesty. Take publicity as an example. Months before the beginning of the nomination period, major political parties and groups spent millions of dollars on the publicity of their key figures in huge advertisements, in eye-catching spaces, including entrances of tunnels and outer walls of buildings. With almost no exception, those faces were candidates in the ongoing election. But since they had not yet declared their candidacy when the display ads were placed, they are not required to submit the relevant spending in their election expenses. Put plainly, those with more money have been able to jumpstart their de facto campaigns by bypassing the restriction over election expenses before they formally begin. Meanwhile, a string of claims and counterclaims about alleged vote-wrecking and bribery has deepened doubts about whether our elections is still fair and clean and that the results are credible. Reports that some civil service unions have become more explicit in calling on members to vote for candidates who are more supportive of the government have raised questions about whether that is in line with the principle of political neutrality. In the New Territory's West Geographical constituency, a candidate decided to suspend his election campaign claiming alleged frizz. He claimed he was over millions of dollars if he quit the race. He added that later, threats came from a powerful force and hinted that the mainland authorities were behind it. There are also a lot of press reports about voters being offered gifts, such as mood kicks, plus a note of reminder of who they should vote for. In the IT functional constituency, a search of registered voters have few claims that the so-called vote planting has become rampant. The Professional Teachers Union was accused by a Chinese-language newspaper of having called on its members to switch their choice of vote in functional constituency election from education to IT. The newspaper later withdrew their report after the Electoral Affairs Commission published the relevant figures that proved the claim was unfounded. The same newspaper has also published several reports about alleged sex-related scandals of some pro-democracy candidates. On Thursday, news agency Fairwire revealed that ballot papers for the Sunday election were being stored in the homes of polling station offices. 
the report gave rise to concerns about the credibility of the election. Like any election, there will be winners and losers when the results are announced. But candidates aside, the stakes for the government, the election watchdog, and the media are also high. They will be losers if the way they handle the election and the election coverage raise doubts about their independence, impartiality, and credibility. Everyone in Hong Kong will be losers if fair, clean, and open elections become history. When the dust of the election settles, serious efforts must be made to fix the irregularities. And clear the ambiguities in the electoral arrangements. They include the role of returning officers, voter registration, and security of ballot papers. Much has been said about the negatives, but giving up the right to vote is not an option. Let's come out and vote before 10:30 p.m. tonight. Chris Young.